0: evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years, and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Watersco was first to market with natural gravity fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Dave, thanks so much for joining us again. How are you, brother?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: Mate, beautifully. <laughs> i got to say, I just <laughs> I just jumped, jumped in the uh, in the pool to wake myself up and I uh, got a beautiful cup of tea and little dog Shakova's keeping guard, so... Um, yeah, I'm feeling really good and I wanted to say to you that um, what a wonderful job you have been doing over the last, well, definitely over the last year and a half for me personally or two years personally, but um, uh, over over the many years that you've been doing this. And I've got to say, like, if you ever needed a job where <laughs> the content keeps coming in, <laughs> Like it's, it's, it feels like each and every day, the information that you share, it's just building and building and building and building. Like it it's, you, you'll never run out of content, Dave. <laughs> I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest with you.
1: That's why I picked this because I have unlimited content. It just continually comes in every single day. So it's, it's very easy uh, to do this, but but my whole, f- you know, reason for doing this was um, going back a long time, back to 2008, 2009, when we had the recession and everything, and I just wanted to get the word out there. And it just grew from there. I don't know why. I don't know why people listen to me. Um, I'm just telling people what I think and asking questions and looking at what's coming out and just trying to analyze it and just trying to point people in the right direction. If they don't want to agree with me, they don't have to agree with me. That's okay. Uh, But uh, I'm just trying to get the word out there and make people think. That's my whole thing is, is get people thinking and asking questions.
0: Well, I, about 30 years ago, I did a a spiritual workshop and um, it it lasted a year. I I used to do it every weekend with this group of people and uh, I was quite young. And one of the things that, um, I remember from that is they talked about the the power of the human voice and that some people have the have the gift of having a voice that can put people into a, a uh, into a state they talked about Elvis Presley as one of them how he his voice could unlock certain emotions in people when they listen to him sing and they talked about many others throughout human history and i think you've got that gift dave when people because it's one of the things that um people often comment on when i share your information on on my social media is that they love listening to your voice so (laughs) you 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 have a very special gift because you tackle some pretty huge topics you know life-changing topics but your tonality if that's the right terminology for for how you speak is is very reassuring and very comforting and it, and it brings a lot of people a, a lot of peace in these very chaotic times have you thought about that or has have people said that to you in the past
1: yes people have said that to me but i i've I've always hated my voice. <laughs> i I don't like the way I sound, and when I listen to myself, i I don't get the same uh, reaction. so I, I guess it's just I don't know what they're hearing or, or what you know what sound I have. I, I have no clue. I have no training whatsoever for radio voice, for podcasts, for videos. Uh, this just started out as a hobby. This was not something that I'm trained for. I had actually no interest in it whatsoever. Uh, and actually I'm I'm afraid to speak in, in front of people on and, and do these things. Even though I'm alone in, in my little like little studio here, it's it's still I still get nervous before I start to talk. So I know I don't know what people are hearing or or, or you know what they feel and, and how they feel when they listen to me. But I'm glad they do. I'm glad they're listening. And I glad, I'm glad that people are getting something out of it. So uh, that, that's working, at least.
0: I'm glad that you didn't say that um, you're in your basement with somebody, someone in your earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's
1: <laughs> only one person that's, that has an earpiece in their ear and there's someone in the basement. That's Biden, who is pretending to be president and Obama sitting in, in the, the basement, basement <laughs> speaking to him. That's I, it. <laughs>
0: I, I, I do laugh every time you say that because I it just conjures up this image and for anybody that's that's new to the x22 report and what Dave's talking about is let's let's talk about what you actually do um to bring people up to speed and your intention with this I know you mentioned to get to people to think but what are you focused on mainly here
1: um I, I think since I started and and going forward uh, it's changed a little bit i mean i've always called out the media i've always called out you know if they're not telling people the truth and i try to look for answers not saying that i'm right all the time um again i try to look at what they're saying and what they're trying to do and over a long period of time i studied i call them the deep state people call them you know whatever other you know the cabal or any other word but I've been studying them a very long time, and and they're very black and white. They're they don't really see gray areas at all. So it's it, it's almost like if, if you've seen Star Wars, it's like a Sith. They they there's no in between. So it's either you're if it's either you're black or you're white, and that is it. And that, I don't mean this has nothing to do with race or anything like that. Um, so when I looked at them and and I started studying them, I realized what they were up to, and then actually, when Trump came on the picture, I was very skeptical of Trump. I, I wasn't sure who he was and what he was going to do. But as I continually researched him, he fought the same way I did. He was doing the same things that I would do. And it was very, very odd. And I kept studying it and following and things started to come together. And now what I do is I look at his actions i look at the deep state actions and i look at what the news is doing and i start to put all this together to give people like a story of what is happening right now because sometimes it's hard to see everything because i i scour the news uh twitter posts telegram posts i mean it takes me hours and hours and hours to get everything together and put it together and to tell people what i think is happening from all that information and i try to use actual articles and uh, they, we call it sauce, you know, so you know that I'm not just making it up. There's actual evidence pointing in certain directions, just like uh, when, when you look at um, the World Economic Forum with Bill Gates and and all of them, they, they did a, uh, a pandemic simulation. Now they're doing a cyber pandemic simulation and they always do this before something happens. So I'm looking at all of this and, and trying to piece everything together and trying to show people that, you know, it's not that the deep state is winning. They have control. There are certain things that are being put into place, certain things that are happening behind the scenes, certain things we can see happening. And when I put it all together, I mean, people call it hopium. People say, oh, you're giving me hope. Um, I, I just want people to see that there is a way out of this, and it's a slow process, but I think we're going to get there, and I think there's going to be enough people that are going to realize that, oh, yes, this is happening. This happened the way you said. Remember, timing is immaterial with all this because I think a lot of people get confused with, if I say something, it's supposed to happen the next day or the next week. Sometimes it takes a month or two. I mean, when I mention like uh, Trump's account going down, and me being banned, and I know you were banned too, and many mm-hmm. people were banned. You
0: mentioned that on our last or on our first conversation. You said, I think Trump's Twitter account is going to come offline. Uh, and and yes. you mentioned that last time, and lo and behold, it came offline.
1: Well, this time I think it's going to be the same type of thing, that, but he's offline. Most of us are off of YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. I think what's happening now with, What's happening with the election audits, it's the same exact playbook that they used before, but they're going to take it to the next level. And the next level is censoring people like they were doing before during the election, uh, the 2020 election, but they won't be able to censor enough people. And just like what's happening in Cuba right now, they have no internet, no cell towers, Uh, they're going to block information because that's their worst nightmare people speaking to each other, people communicating, people showing different parts of what's going on. If they can't control it with, with one-off censorship, they're going to have to do what, what's been, what I call a, a, a communication blackout, um, where they're going to shut down communication. Now, they're not just going to throw a switch and say, oh, look, it all went down and what we can't communicate. They're going to blame it on something else, um, a rogue employee, a cyber attack. Something is going to happen where they can explain it. And I don't know if you listen to Jen Saki and she's talking about going after um, COVID disinformation.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm.
1: this is a lead in into election disinformation. So what they do is they say, OK, this is what we're going to do. We're going to tackle COVID disinformation. We're going to ban people. We're going to tell Facebook, we're going to tell Instagram, we're going to tell uh, Twitter, YouTube, if they're, these people are giving out COVID disinformation, they should be banned and they're going to have the CDC come in and they're going to try to have these people removed. This is their cover story. Yes, they want to control the narrative with COVID, but this is a lead up to something much, much larger because that will give them, uh, they'll be able to walk through the door with that And then once they walk through the door with that, they're going to then morph it into, oh, now we need to stop election fraud uh, disinformation. And that's really where they're trying to get to. They're trying to get to that point. Um, Because you have to remember this whole thing, everything that we're seeing with the pandemic and everything like that revolves around the elections and the great reset. And they need to control all of this and keep it intact. Uh, so they can carry this out. And with the forensic audits that are happening in Arizona, I don't know if you know about the forensic audits that are happening now in Arizona, in Wisconsin, in Georgia, and the rest, the truth is going to start to come out. It's going to pour out. And this is something that they can't have because it's going to pretty much wipe out their plans. So the only way to stop it is to stop the information because we're in a war. I mean, I don't think people realize this. We're in a war between the people who want rule of law and people that want no rule of law and they want their rule of law, which is completely different than what we want. And the people, which is the deep state, they are fighting back with information. So we're seeing information flying back and forth and each side counters the information. We are at war. It's not a shooting war. There's no tanks. There's no military. There's nothing like that, but there is a war going on with information. And when people say, well, when is this going to end? Well, if, if you look at wars, you have a date. You know exactly when it's going to end. It ends when one side wins. It ends when, some, when one side defeats the other side. And I think with election fraud, with people waking up about the pandemic, with people saying that, oh, vaccines aren't what they say it is because they're having a very difficult time uh, jabbing everyone here in the United States. Um, half of the country doesn't even want it. And they tried everything, cash prizes, fries, burgers. Um, I don't know anyone that's healthy. I don't even know why you would want that. But, you know, uh, the lotto, lot of your <laughs> lotto. Yes, they'll, they'll, they're doing anyth- everything and everything to, to try to get this through. So um, what I do is I try to tell people every single day what's happening, and it completely counters what the news is telling people. The, pe- the news is telling people one side, we're looking at the other side and trying to stick to as many facts as possible. Yes, sometimes we need to take those facts and say, OK, this is what I think is going to happen. But most of the time we try to stay with the facts. And it's not just me doing it. There's many other people that are doing this also. Um, you, you are out there also, you know, putting out facts and telling people information. So I think we're all doing the same exact thing. We all have our different ways of doing it, but, um, I, I think it's working. I think a lot more people are waking up than we've ever seen before. And we're still in this war. It has not ended. It's going to continue.
0: Do you ever get to the point or have you been to the point where you're like, fuck it? I've had enough. This, it, it seems futile. Um, or are you energized by the fact that more and more people are waking up, as you say, or switching on and and hearing about what you and others do?
1: Well, I, I do get tired, um, reporting and looking at information, but what keeps me going is what I've learned from the very beginning. Don't look at the comments. Um, I don't really read every single, first of all, there's way too many of them. A lot of them are negative. And I try to keep the outside voices out and I try to look at what's really going on. And yes, there are days that I say, you know, something, I don't know if I can report today. I just don't have it in me, but you know, I push myself to do it. Um, it's it's almost like going back in time where you had George Washington, uh, the colonists fighting, if you're in a war, you just can't say, you know something, I just don't feel like doing it today. It just doesn't work. So you have to, I, that, I, I keep reminding myself, no, we have to win this. We have to keep fighting. We have to keep pushing forward. We can't retreat. We have to move forward. Every time the media comes out with something, the fake news, we have to counter it in a certain way. We have to tell people, no, this is what's really happening. It, it's not happening the way they say it's happening. And that's what keeps me going each time. And I, I keep telling myself we have to move forward. And then I look at the information and I sometimes I don't get excited. Sometimes I do get excited about it and I just keep reporting. And that's, I, I feel we need to keep going until we win.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> definitely hear your passion some, on some of your reports. I'm like, oh, Dave's in it right now. <laughs> he's, he, he's fired up. And
1: Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny you say that because sometimes like I have my, door closed in the room that i'm in and my wife will walk by and she says why are you yelling i got my yelling talking into the microphone <laughs> that's how i speak
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks i'm yelling so i would say that you're bordering on yelling occasionally just over the last few weeks <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard this uh nearly excitement uh, well i won't say nearly yeah. it's it's you're excited you're you're it's like you're you're in the flow state of channeling information that you know is hugely important for people to hear. And that's why I I really enjoy listening to you, Dave, is because you are passionate about this information. You know, this is life and death. That's how I see it. As you said, it's a war. And being a father as well, I know that this... I never thought I'd experience what I've experienced in the last 18 months in my lifetime. And now, after witnessing and seeing the agendas playing out, I realize that this is a war. There, there's no other way you can look at it. And I was having this discussion with my brother the other day. And I said, because he's come around to, to thinking and understanding and, and being open to going, it, it, None of this makes any sense. I'm just using his words, and he'll be okay if I, I mention this. He goes, "This just doesn't make sense. This, this, this virus, this pandemic, this, this, these lockdowns, these masks, these vaccines." He goes, "It just doesn't make any sense." I said, "Well, if you actually go even deeper than just what's on the surface, you find out that it does make sense if you can see." where this is coming from, what the narrative is for this. And I said to him, I said, for me, I feel like we're at the beginning of this and, and this is a war and there's going to be a lot of casualties along the way. And and I, I said, and I say this to everybody that, that asks my opinion, I say, I'll use your tagline, be prepared. And when people say, what does be prepared mean? I say, well, if you look at every species on the planet, the thing that we the thing that they do is prioritize food, water, shelter or safety, and if they're lucky, reproduction, you know? And as I said as human beings in the Western world, a vast majority of us seem to take those things for granted now. And I feel like we're we're being thrust back into what it means to be a, a species. To survive, and those things are vitally important. So I say, make sure you've got enough food. If shit goes down, if they take down the power, or if supply lines get interrupted, make sure you've got clean water, enough. Again, some sort of shelter, and perhaps even backup power. And and I know it's a big. It's a it's a it's a. I, I'm trying to find the right words. People probably think I'm crazy for suggesting that. So I want to take, get your <coughs> take on this and whether you think this is an invitation for human beings to pri- reprioritize the values in life.
1: I, I do believe so. And you know, it's funny, you're, you're mentioning about being prepared and, and, you know, prepare for all different types of scenarios. If you go back to my reports back in uh, 2014 and 2015, and, and people have emailed me letting me know, thank God you mentioned toilet paper. And it sounds funny, when I was saying it back then, I said, you know, toilet paper is gonna be something that you're going to need when everything falls apart. I said, you can barter, you can trade with people. And it just, to me, I thought it was coincidental that all of a sudden we had this pandemic and there was a toilet toilet paper shortage. And I was mentioning toilet paper for a very, very long time. And, and people were writing in to me saying, I, I can't believe we actually have a toilet paper shortage. This is hilarious because you've been telling people about toilet paper and we were joking about toilet paper. And here we are, we don't have toilet paper. So yes, I think the, the people today, I think we live, and I think it's for some people, it's very difficult. We live paycheck to paycheck. We live with, you know, Oh, I just have enough to survive today. And I think since the pandemic, I think people are thinking differently now. Uh, I look at my family members and friends. Before, they never stocked up on water. Before, they never, uh, you know, kept extra supplies just in case. And I and I see people now. They're doing this. Their their whole way of thinking now compared to uh, pre-pandemic they completely think differently now. Now a whole pandemic is a whole nother story where I think people are waking up and starting to realize uh, we've been lied to. A lot of the information they're giving us doesn't make sense. The statistical numbers don't make sense. The vaccine doesn't make any sense. And I think we're going through this period of time right now where people are confused. People are becoming angry because of what's happening. They can't understand what's happening. And then people are starting to think like, why is this happening? And then they're searching for people to help them along the way. And I think that is what is happening right now. They're looking for people to say, okay, this is why this is happening. This is why we have the pandemic. This is why the economy is the way it is. This is why, uh, uh, let's say Trump wasn't reelected. And then when they find that person, they say, oh, now I understand. Now it's starting to make a little bit more sense because they were sleeping for such a long time. They've been listening to the fake news and that's all they knew until something, you know, nudged them. And all of a sudden they started to go, wait, wait a minute, what's going on here? And now they want to know more and they want to know more. And of course, just like me, when I. Woke up for the first time and wanted to tell everyone everything and really not many people wanted to listen. (laughs) And it's the same thing today. People that wake up and started to realize what's going on. Even my wife, it's funny because the other day she said to me, she goes, you know something now when I watch TV or I listen to certain shows, I can't listen to them the same way. I can't watch the same things anymore because now I know what's really going on and it just, I can't do it. And I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way. And I think that's why you're seeing the ratings for fake news starting to drop, uh, the ratings for NFL, NBA, and you know, all these things, because people are starting to realize what's going on in the country. And, and not just the country, but the world, because you can see, with, especially with this pandemic, when you push people a little too far, they react. I mean, look at the protests in France. Look what's happening in the UK. People are now pushing back against all of this, because, you know, you push them against the wall. You tell them you can't do certain things. You need to have certain documentation. People are going to push back. They know inside it's wrong. They know that it shouldn't be this way. And you're trying to push something on me that I don't want to accept. And this pushes people to the precipice. And once they reach that precipice, they push back. And I think, the world is reaching the precipice and the world is going to start to really push back. And yes, it starts out with a voice. It starts out with someone saying something. But I think it spreads very, very quickly. And I think we're
0: seeing it spread very, very quickly right now. How do you how do you collate your information? You, you mentioned earlier that you scour uh, the mainstream news and different alternative news channels and social media and put together your report every day and obviously that must how much responsibility do you feel to put that out when there's so many moving pieces on the board so to speak and do you ever get to the point where something is off limits or you just need to let it breathe for an, a, a day or a week or a, a, a little bit longer until you Get an understanding, and one of the questions that I've had asked to me about you was, "How does he? How does one guy, one man, put this together every single day?" And then the, you know, I've had people go, "He must be controlled opposition. He must be CIA." I've had people say that about me recently too—that I'm controlled opposition. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I'd lose all of all, all that I had to. To to be that person, um, so uh, how do you, yeah? I'll, I'll leave it with with those questions there, and take us through how you put it together and uh, uh, the conspiracy theories behind who you are. I'll
1: I'll start off with uh, the the controlled opposition. If I was controlled opposition, I would have been I wouldn't have been taken off of YouTube, Twitter, um, Spotify. PayPal wouldn't have banned me. Uh, They wouldn't have done all that if I was controlled. Second of all, yes, I am one person and it's really not that difficult to get all the information. Um, I use RSS feeds for all news publications and I have about 500 different news organizations that all feed into one app. And then I sort through the information of all the different news. Then I take that information And I compare it to, and I have, I use something called TweetDeck, where you can see just on one screen, everyone's tweets as they come in. And then I also look at Telegram and I start comparing the information and I start putting together a story in my head of where it needs to go. And that's pretty much what I do. I take the links, I take the stories and I say, okay, I want this one. I read through it. I want this one. I want this one. And I start and I say, oh, well, well, this one doesn't make any sense. There's no, you know, there's no facts behind it. There's nothing there. Uh, there's no links. It's it, to me, I'm going to put that one to to the side right now. And that's how I really gain, you know, gather the information. It's not really that hard. I mean, I've been doing it since 2013. So I've become very fast and efficient in doing it. And I've set up almost like a uh, an assembly line of how I do things and how I create the videos so quickly and things like that there's no one no one does my editing no one does my graphics no one does anything I do everything I'm a control freak um so I do pretty much everything on my own and by doing this I think it gets the the information out and it's almost normally the opposite of what the the news is talking about and I think What I want to know, and I ask myself questions, I think the people want to know. And that's how I've been doing it. So I ask myself questions, you know, is, you know, the statistics that are coming out about the pandemic, are they true? Let's go to the CDC website. Let's see what the stats say. Let's look at, you know, the vaccine rates and let's look at um, what's happening with the elections. Do they actually have the ballots? What? Information can they provide? Where are the documentation? Um, and that's why a lot of times on my videos, I try to include every uh, do- piece of documentation or letter or you know past tweet. Um, it's impossible to put every single graphic in there. I'd, I'd be spending you know twenty four hours a day just doing that, but you try to put as much as you possibly can so people can you know get the picture of what you're talking about. And then start to question things and then start to say, okay, I want to know a little bit more about that or a little bit more about this. And people do, they go off on their own. And a lot of times people will write back into me saying, you know what? I I heard you talk about this. You know what I found out? I found out a lot more and that's good. I mean, I can't tell you everything. It's it's completely impossible, but um, that's how I've been doing it. And that's uh, um, how I approach everything. And that's how I get the information out there. What
0: was the other question that you were asking me about? Uh, it was the the controlled opposition that you talked about. And, and I guess the, 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 the negativity that comes with what you do, that w- what I see is there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there and you said you don't read the comments, but you know, you're actually doing something. And I feel like there's potentially sometimes this the ones that attack and scream the loudest in the comment section are the ones that probably wish they were doing something like you, but they don't know how to do it, you know, or have the reach as, as, as as you do. And I'd love to understand how many people do you believe you reach with your report globally every single day?
1: Well, um, with, well, when I was, when I was on, it, let, let me just go back a sec because I just remember what you asked me before. <laughs> um, the reason why I'm um, not yelling, but more uh, animated now when I speak on my reports is I feel a little bit freer from YouTube. Um, before I felt very constrained, like if I said something out of bounds, they give me a strike. I don't feel that anymore. So I guess I'm a little bit more animated when I speak. And there's nothing that's off limits to me. I'll, I'll speak about anything by the way. Um, you know, if it interests me and I think it's something that the people want to hear, I'll put it out there. If it's something they don't want to hear, I'll still put it out there. Um, it makes no difference to me. I don't, I don't really care. Um, I, as long as the truth is out there and the, and it's backed up by some type of fact, I believe that it should be out there and people should be seeing it. But, um, how many people do I reach? Well, when I was on uh, YouTube and when they were taking me down, I was 10,000 people away from a million. So that was on YouTube. When they took me down from Twitter, I had about 600,000 subscribers. So now I'm on different platforms. I'm on Rumble, I'm on BitChute, I'm on CloudHub, and they're not as popular as YouTube, Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, but. I think I reach um, a good amount of people. I look at my views, like on Rumble. It's about 200,000 and change. Um, I look at my uh, bit shoot, It's about between 50 and 70,000 people. CloudHub really doesn't have as much traffic as those other sites. So I think I'm reaching uh, uh, a good amount of people. Hopefully those people tell other people and those people tell other people. And the word gets around. But I think if we were all still on the popular social media sites uh, and there was no shadow banning and there was no nothing like that, I think we would reach millions and millions and millions of people. And I think that's what the deep state was so afraid of, the reach that all of us would have, Um, because like yourself, I mean, you're reaching when, when before, you know, banning and things like that you're reaching millions of people. I mean, this is what they fear the most. People listening to you, listening to me, listening to others, and not listening to them. They, they hate that. I mean, how, how could someone listen to me, or you, or someone else, when they're supposed to be listening to the fake news? They can't understand that. And the people, as they hear more and more, they were listening more and more, and as time went on, they said, we can't have this. And that's why I think, like I, if I go back to the beginning, When the election fraud information comes out, and I think this is going not just shock the U.S., it's going to shock the world because the world's going to say, well, wait a minute, there's cheating there. What about our country? What's wait a minute? Are we using the same systems? Are we doing the same exact thing? And then more people are going to say, well, wait a minute. If if it's happening in the U.S., it might be happening everywhere. So I, I think. I'm hoping that I still reach quite a few people. And I think we could all reach a lot more if they didn't ban us. But I I think we're still gaining ground because if we weren't gaining ground, they wouldn't be censoring. They wouldn't be talking about disinformation. They wouldn't be trying to go after people or preparing for a communication blackout. That's how you know that you're still in control, that we're still a thorn in their foot and we're bothering them. And it's. The wound is getting larger and larger and it's hurting more and more. And that's how you know they're not in control and we're pushing against them.
0: Yeah, I find it really interesting in the last three days with the, uh, the 12 doctors and, um, well, most of them are doctors in the disinformation talking about vaccines because I, out of those 12, uh, I've interviewed, I think, eight of them. And I would call many of them my friends, Dr. McCullough, Kelly Brogan, Cy G, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Ben Tapper. These are, these are stand-up people. And I've written a couple of books or th- three books with Dr. McCullough as well. And these people are featured in, in the films that I've made and, and series that I've made. And I find it really fascinating just these last 72 hours, the amount of interest that... President Biden today was speaking about them. Jen Psaki, the last two or three days has been speaking about them, and I know what, where this is going. Like you mentioned, it's this, it's the start of the communication blackout. And even for me, last year, I mean, I was labelled a, a neo-Nazi. It's like the oldest trick in the book: try to yes. connect someone as a racist to open the floodgates for the mainstream media, and 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 big corporate to flex their muscle. And they did it very quickly and very coordinated with me. And I'm I'm curious to see what is going to happen over the coming weeks with these 12 people that they've said uh, produce 65% or whatever it is of the anti-vaccine information to the world or to America. So No, I think there's hundreds of thousands of people protesting around the world or millions of people protesting around the world. Or in America, there's half of 330 million people that don't want to be jabbed. In Australia, only 10% of this population has been jabbed. And even today, uh, Boris Johnson has come out to say that um, you can't get into a nightclub in a month and a half unless you show that you've been vaccinated and with France this week and even in Australia yesterday they announced the New South Wales health minister announced that they said the only way out of this pandemic is to inoculate the children that are at school they retracted that within 12 hours because they got backlash it 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 was it was front page news and then it it vanished. (laughs) So I I want to talk to you about the vaccine because it's such a, it's such a big thing and a lot of, and for anybody that hasn't listened to you and your take about Operation Warp Speed and Trump, maybe you can give us a little download now of why you believe Trump was pushing or promoted the vaccine last year. and, And it's still this year. And the overall agenda of this vaccine globally, because it it feels like it is actually ramping up in the last week as far as mandatory global.
1: Yeah. Well, you have to remember that, I mean, a lot of people see this as, oh, it's just a pandemic. Oh, it's just COVID and we need to just get out of COVID but this is much, much larger than people actually think. This is not just COVID. It's not just a a virus. This is a plan strategic um, operation by the deep state. Yes, it sounds crazy. How could they possibly do this? And it's funny because I've heard people say, how could the world possibly coordinate to do something like this? It's totally impossible. No, you didn't, you didn't need the world. You just needed one organization, the who. The who is telling the leaders what to do. Now, if the leaders are in line with the who, it's very easy. But this is much, much larger because this is not just about a pandemic. This is about the great reset. This is about bringing the entire world into a new system. And Trump, he received a letter a while back telling him all about this from an archbishop, letting him know that they have plans of bringing us into the Great Reset. And they already started everything in motion. Now, I talked about the Great Reset going all the way back to 2014, 2015. Back then, it was a conspiracy theory. It didn't exist. Um, it was made up. But Klaus Schwab finally came out and said, yes, the pandemic is the perfect opportunity to move us into this great reset. And what the great reset is, is a new economy. You have to remember the world is run by private Western central bankers. This is each country has a private Western central bank. Those private Western central banks talk to the Fed, to the ECB to the IMF, all the way up to the biz, up to the Rothschilds. So this system that we're in was created by certain bankers. That's really what they were going back in time. And their system only lasts a certain period of time. The debt moves up. um, You see the devaluation of the currency and people can not survive and they have to move you into something different. And you have to understand how it all works. When the private Western Central Bank first comes into existence and they create their first dollar and they loan it to a government, there's interest attached to that. Well, the government doesn't have money or there's no money to pay it back because this first dollar was the first one that was issued. So if the government owes a dollar ten, where do they get the 10 cents? Well, they have to borrow more. And this is their system. After a while, it breaks down. It doesn't function anymore. That's where we are today. It's not functioning. So they needed a way to move the entire world someplace else. Now, their plan was really to have a war. A war is a lot easier to control because you can use a war to move people very, very easily. A war, you would have destruction. You would have loss of life. People would not argue with you when you say, well, "Let's move into the Great Reset." I mean, you're just coming out of war. You know what? I don't care. Just do whatever you got to do, make things right. Let's get our countries back up and working. That's what the private Western central bankers. That's what they prey on. Well, they didn't have a war. There was peace made with North Korea. Trump was ending the endless wars in the Middle East, and we weren't, you know, looking at Russia as the enemy anymore, even though that's what they wanted. So the war, the whole push for war was kind of removed. So then they needed a pan. They needed another cover story. And then that's why we have the pandemic to move forward with the great reset. needed to remove Trump from office because they needed Biden in place without the United States, the great reset's not going to work because you can't have the United States doing very well economically, not attached to the private Western Central Bank and All other countries looking at it saying, well, wait, why are they doing so well? What's going on here? What's what's different? So they needed Trump out of the way. And the only way to do that was cheat in the election. And that's why they created the pandemic. This is why we see the in function. This is why it was leaked from China. And this is why we are where we are today, because they needed a way to create ballot drop boxes, make it so you can mail ballots. And that allowed them to cheat. They needed Biden in there. They needed Biden to join the Paris Climate Accord. They needed Biden to go along with the Great Reset. Remember, he's a puppet. Yes, Obama's in the basement. He's talking on the microphone. He's got his earpiece. But Obama is taking orders from someone else. So they needed Trump out. That's the reason why they did the pandemic. If you noticed, as soon as Biden was inaugurated, what did the WHO do? They changed the number of cycles on the PCR test. And by the way, the PCR test does not work. Um, it was never designed to detect COVID. Actually, the, the individual who created the PCR test, he even said, this is not designed to detect COVID.
0: Well, I so, think they're doing well, Biden, 47 yeah. cycles in Australia at the moment, from what I understand. But still, yeah.
1: Well, the WHO came out and said that we need to bring it back down to 28 because there's a lot of false positives. But there's still it's still false positive because, you know, think about the people that are vaccinated. Um, Why do they still show positive? I mean, if you have the measles vaccine, if you have the polio vaccine, you get tested every day. No, it doesn't even make sense why people are being tested. Makes no sense to me. But but anyhow, they needed Biden in office. They needed to get back on track. Trump interrupted their plan. For four years and actually reversed a lot that's why when biden came into office he went ahead and said get rid of that executive order get rid of that executive order he tried to reverse as much as he possibly could during this short period of time that he has right now and trump he knew and he tried it back in march of 2020 when he mentioned hydroxychloroquine he saw what the media was going to do he saw what the pharmaceutical companies were going to do he saw what the pharmacists were going to do he saw what the medical association was going to do. They were going to stop the cure from coming out. They didn't care if people died or got hurt or the elderly died. They were never going to allow hydroxychloroquine to get out there. First of all, it's a generic drug. Trump mentioned it and they created a fake Lancet report, which was completely fake. They had to retract it later. They told everyone that this drug kills you but it's been around for 60 something years. And they, they also blocked ivermectin and, and other things. I'm not saying the virus is not real. Yes, there is a real virus, but it's not what they're saying. It's not as deadly as they're saying. I'll just go to this. If we were in a true pandemic and this was a deadly, deadly virus, think about all the homeless people all over the place. They'd be walking around, they'd be, there'd be dump trucks picking them up and putting them on the trucks because they have compromised immune system, the living on the street. They're not getting medical care or anything like that. They've, we would see death all over the place. And think about how many homeless people are in all the big cities. That would, they would use that as front page news. But it's strange that we didn't have that. How come? Oh, because they're using statistics. They're using fake news fear. So Trump... Once he mentioned hydroxychloroquine, he realized, okay, this is not going to work. Uh, They're going to block everything. They're not going to allow the people to actually use any type of therapeutic if they have the symptoms. And if you noticed during this period of time, the news, all they ever would say was the only way out of this is a vaccine. The only way out of this is a vaccine. Now, if you look at a New York Times article and you go back in time, they projected how long it would take for a vaccine to come out. They were projecting this about six, seven years. You can see their timeline. They have a whole graph. It's beautiful. It's graph. It's colorful. They show you the timeline of the vaccine and the trials and everything. And it was going to seven years because they were going to need seven years to bring us from what we have today. The global economy would be shut down with the global economy shut down. What happens? Well, everything doesn't function. If everything's not functioning, we have shortages. Things aren't working properly. People aren't making a living. How do you keep people happy? You give them money each week or each month. That's what with the stimulus, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to keep everyone at a minimum you know, happy where you can just go buy what you need. But over time, if the global economy was shut down for two, three, four, five, six years, We would see massive death. We would see suicides. It would be a disaster because this whole thing would morph into a credit crunch. Shells would be bare. Um, We would have mass death all over the place. Trump, he knew this. He knew that it would be a lot worse if we just let this thing play out the way they wanted to play out. He needed to counter it with a vaccine. Yes, he continually mentions the vaccine because he's throwing it in their face. He wants every person to make their own personal decision. Get the facts, get the information. Now, remember, the vaccine, especially in the United States, it's only for emergency use. How do you get something for emergency use only? There can be no other cure. Wait a minute. Isn't there cures? Yes. Ivermectin? hydroxychloroquine. Actually, there's 200 studies of hydroxychloroquine. They're clinically trialed, peer-reviewed, and actually the frontline doctors, Dr. Zelensko, uh, and many others, they have all treated thousands of patients with this drug, and many doctors have treated patients with ivermectin and other drugs. So there are cures out there, but they hid it. So you couldn't Use them, so they could make the vaccine for emergency use only. So it's not really approved now. The vaccine, once again, we're all lab rats. We don't know what the vaccine's going to do five, six, seven, eight years down the line. They have no clue what happens if there's infertility. What happens if it affects your health later down the line? Just like X-rays. It's funny because Sydney uh, Powell, she put out an article about X-rays. Going back um, in time, I think it's the '50s, 40s, '50s, where they thought,-ray you know, it's fantastic, oh my God." And then there was one woman who did a study saying, "Oh my God, X-rays, they're, it, it hurts the child because they were X-raying pregnant women. It causes cancer, and the medical association, they didn't even want to look at it, because they were in line with the companies that created the X-ray machines. It was very profitable, and not until like 25, 30 years later. Did that information actually come out that x rays cause cancer? The same thing with the vaccine. We have no clue what's the, what this is going to do to society. And especially if we have a cure with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or your body, if you are healthy and you eat not the processed food, <laughs> if you eat healthy and you daily exercise, you have no problem. I mean, I I mean, I eat as healthy as I possibly can. I don't remember the last time I was ill where I had to be in bed. I hardly even get sick. Actually, most of the people that I know who uh, run every day, who lift every day, who eat right every day, they hardly ever get sick. And there, there's ways, actually, if I feel like something's coming on, I take certain like um, vitamins like zinc and things like that to boost my immune system. I mean, there's other ways of doing it, but I don't want to really go into that. But I mean, for healthy people, COVID is a no brainer. I mean, what is the cure rate? 99.9 X, depending on your age. I mean, I mean, there's nothing even to worry about. Actually, this whole asymptomatic thing, um, you mentioned uh, Dr. McCullough, I just interviewed him a, a couple of days ago. Um, There really is really no asymptomatic spreading of this. It's dead RNA in your system where they take the cycles all the way out to pick that up. So this whole thing, everything that we're watching was created to force us into a great reset. Trump, he used the vaccine to counter this. And if you notice, most of the people, if you look at his last statement, he said, people aren't getting the vaccine because they don't trust the Biden administration. They don't trust the fake news. They don't trust anyone because they're not giving them the real information. And yes, do I think vaccines have a place? Yes, they do. Do I think the world needs to be vaccinated or what was the word you use inoculated from um, I forgot which uh, leader said that, mm-hmm. but um, they, they don't have to be inoculated. I think people can just eat healthy, exercise, and if they feel like they're coming down with something, there's therapeutics that will help them like that.
0: So why do you think then that there's a global push now, Boris Johnson, uh, Macron, uh, Trudeau, Biden, Scott Morrison here, Jacinda Ardern, uh, all all the big-name leaders, and I use that word loosely, um, that are pushing the vaccine now? I mean when you look at it, it 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 doesn't bode well because your mind starts to go mm, all of them in on this for something that we don't really it doesn't make any sense how does that play out well, with the with the great reset
1: well you have to remember with with the vaccine it's all about control think about it if half the world right now doesn't get vaccinated and the other half is vaccinated. And the unvaccinated people, nothing happens to them. How do they explain this? Remember, this is a deadly pandemic. Uh, Let's see, I live in the state of Florida. Okay, I actually have a very good governor. He removed the mask mandates, removed everything. And when he did this, they said, there's going to be a super spreader in Florida. Nothing. Same thing happened in Texas. Fauci was out there saying there's going to be a super spreader. So right there it showed people and people were confused. Even even the people that that I know that got vaccinated and heard Texas and Florida and Georgia and Arizona, these states here in the United States, that nothing happened, they can't explain it. It doesn't like they trying to explain it, but it doesn't make sense. So this whole push to get the world vaccinated, it's about control. It's about controlling the people. And yes, there are reports about the mRNA where there's bots and things that are in the vaccine. I think they're doing it and ramping this up to control the people moving forward and always have them drugged up and maybe even control them going down the line. And I think they need to continue this because this is all part of the plan. I think if you read the great reset, their end goal is to have everyone chipped. It will, the the chip will basically monitor your health, monitor everything that you do. It will allow you to pay for things. It will, it will do quite a bit. And I think the injections, I think that all plays into it and it all works together um, with what they want to do in the end. And this is just the first stage where if they can't get everyone vaccinated and they don't have that control and they see the unvaccinated going about their daily lives, well, the people that are vaccinated, they're going to question that. Well, this makes no sense. You told us we all have to be vaccinated or we'll die. Well, how come, you know, millions and millions of people are unvaccinated and they're living their lives? The same thing that happened in Texas with the masks. Everyone has to be mass, or that's it. It never came
0: true. Do you believe that uh, with last week's announcement, of, a, or two weeks or a week ago, with the announcement of the class action lawsuit that Trump and, uh, and others are doing against big tech, that this might be the, the first step towards a potential class action lawsuit against the vaccine manufacturers or the health experts or the, the government officials that... Are trying to push this through?
1: Yes, I th- I think in the end, um, and I think this is another reason why Trump mentioned hydroxychloroquine, because they knowingly kept the cure from the people. I think in the end, when people start to learn the truth, just like the truth about where the virus originated, it didn't originate in a wet market from a, a bat flying around up top, and it came from a lab. And of course, they said that was fake, and now people Most of the people now are believing it because we're getting a lot of evidence that, yes, that's where it came from. I think in the end, when all the information starts to come out and people start to realize what really happened, and these leaders kept the cure from the people knowingly allowed the pandemic to go on where they knew it could have been stopped in about three to four days, if those people got hydroxychloroquine. Actually, we had the frontline doctors out there saying, listen, if you do what we say, we would have no pandemic. Now we're at the point, the people who are getting the vaccine, the people that haven't gotten the vaccine, the people that passed away, they have the largest class action lawsuit known to mankind. A lot bigger than the big tech class action lawsuit. This lawsuit where these leaders and the WHO organization, where they kept the cure purposely, knowingly from the people and allowed this to continue on. It doesn't matter if they use fake information. They kept people from going to work. They kept people locked down. They kept people from doing their everyday things that they do. And they allowed people to believe that this was the only way when they knew there was a drug that could have just stopped all this and we would never have to go through this. So, yes, in the end, I think this is going to happen. I think it's already started. The frontline doctors have already started to collect um, names of people that were denied hydroxychloroquine. Because remember, go back in time the pharmacists were questioning the doctors, why are you prescribing this? Well, you're not the doctor. I am. I have a patient. I'm prescribing this drug. They wanted to know the reason why they were prescribing the drug. So the frontline doctors right now, they're collecting thousands upon thousands of names, everyone that was denied this drug. So when you talk about a class action lawsuit, it has already begun and it's just going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is going to be the biggest class action lawsuit we ever had in our lifetime. And I think it's going to destroy um, the pharmaceutical industry, the pharmacists who were keeping this drug from the people and the medical association. I think there's going to be a reworking of all these organizations in the end, because people, once they find out. I, I think people are going to be very, very angry. And this is, I think the world is going to join into this and it's, it's going to be a nightmare for these people.
0: Could that be, you know, we haven't talked about Q, but that saying the shot heard around the world, could that be the shot, you know, the literal shot into somebody's arm that's yeah. heard around the world? It,
1: it could be. I mean, it could be the shot heard. Around. I mean, we, we've said it many times before, you know, this is going to be the shot heard around the world, but it could be. I mean, there's so many things happening right now that anything could be that. I mean, I, I, right now it's, it's hard to predict.
0: And that's, I guess we should finish with that, is it is so hard to predict. And one of the things that I, I, I'd like to mention to people is there are certain agendas at play, of, as you mentioned, the deep state and, and the cabal, if you want to call it that, or from the WHO or whoever. But at the same time, there's seven and a half to eight billion people on the planet, all with their own storylines and agendas playing out individually and collectively as well. So when people say, "Can you predict and see what's going to happen in the future?" I'm like, no, I can't. I, I have no idea because there's infinite possibilities. There's definitely agendas playing out, and if the seven and a half eight billion people just go along with it, then those agendas will play out. You know, that narrative of the Great Reset will manifest. But at the same time, it's not a full-gone full, full gone conclusion that that is going to happen. And, and I'd love for you to be able to, um, you know, not to use the word predict, but your gut feeling of the coming months, coming years, uh, is it going to take 20-odd years like that? Um, the woman that came out and said don't x-ray babies (laughs) is it going to take 20 years Uh, i I hope
1: i I hope not I, i think today with the way we have information is a lot different than we had the flow of information back in the 40s the 50s um and i think that's the big difference i it's not really predictions when we start to look at you know where this is going it's it's warfare it's strategic planning if you know the deep state does this then this has to happen if they move to the left then we have to bring them back to this side i think it's it's um you know action reaction bringing them to where you want them to go it's it's almost like if you have children you know you can as they're young you can direct them in a certain way you know you want to have them do this or do something, and you always say, oh, "No, no, come back this way a little bit. Oh, move a little bit this way," and you always direct them to do the right thing or or do what you want them to do. Like if you wanted to clean up dishes or something, you know, you might play a game, you might do something, but you know, your end goal is to have them clean up the dishes. So I think the same thing with what's happening now is they they know the end goal. What we want to accomplish it's just bringing this to where we needed to go and having people see it. And sometimes you have to walk through a lot of crap before you can get to the other side. And I'll give you my personal experience. And so a lot of times when I speak, it's it's, I, I refer back to my personal experience back in, uh, 2008, 2009, I, I lost my job on, um, wall street and, I couldn't find any work then. It was the great recession and there was no work to be found. So with my family, I have four kids, by the way. So with the four kids, we had no place to go. We had no place, nowhere to live. We were on food stamps. We, we had nothing. And I was making a very good living uh, working uh, in, on Wall Street. So sometimes you have to reach a point where you say enough is enough. I can't do this anymore. I have nothing to lose and I have to walk through all this darkness, all this crap to get to the other side. And I think for those people who might've gone through life and they might have different problems. Everyone has a journey goes up and down sideways. It's never a straight line. They might not have walked through that type of crap where you had nothing. You had no place to go. You had no money coming in. You couldn't support anything. You couldn't do anything. And for me personally, that was a journey where I work, walk through this darkness, walk through this period of time. And it wasn't short. It was a long period of time until I found something I can do. And then I started to do it. I started to pull myself up and started to push harder and harder and harder. I didn't fit into get a job, sit in a cubicle and do those things that I was told to do. And once I started to do that, I can see things very, very differently. I think the same thing is happening now. People that have been sleeping, people that have just been going about their daily, everyday lives, they're being brought through this period of time where they have to question things. They have to look at certain things. They have to hear certain things. They have to have the hard arguments because families, they don't agree on what's going on. They don't agree on Trump or Biden. They don't agree on the pandemic or the vaccine. But I think as people go through this, we're going to come out on the other side stronger, better, awake, and able to push back against the deep state players, the the people that have been controlling us for a very long time. And I think that has been happening slowly but surely, and people can say, no, it's not. But when you start to look at things that the world around you, you wouldn't have protests. You wouldn't have people out in France. You wouldn't have people out in the UK. You wouldn't have P- uh, Cuba um, pushing back. You, you wouldn't have all these things. You would have everyone vaccinated. You would have everyone listening to what they say. But we don't have that. We have chaos where, oh, we need people vaccinated. But these people don't want to be vaccinated. We want this leader. But people don't want this leader. People are now butting heads and people are. Waking up, people are asking questions. So I think we have to walk through all of this. It's not predicting anything. I think what Trump, the people working with him, I go back to Andrew Jackson. He realized without the people behind you, without the people supporting you, without the people knowing the truth, without knowing it all, you can't get to where we need to go. And I think that's their entire mission right now. Is having the people with them as we go through this journey. Do we have to wait 20 years, 25 years? I don't think so. I think we're waking up very, very quickly right now. Um, people see censoring firsthand. People are going to see the class action lawsuit with vaccines. They're going to see how people lied to them, like Fauci, about great gain of function, about masks, about all these different things. And I, I think as we move forward, as people see these lies and they see someone out there just mentioning the truth, it might have been four months ago, it might have been six months ago, it might have been eight months ago, but it always comes back around and people hear the truth and say, oh, wait, Trump said that a while ago. You know, he's, he mentioned hydroxychloroquine. He mentioned that it came from Wuhan. I think what's happening is people are looking for the truth people are looking for the facts and i think going through this we're going to get there yes the other side is going to fight back like in any war but i think with the people the people on the side of the rule of law the people on the side of truth on the side of facts they can now push against that and they don't have to buy what they're selling they can question it they can they can you know say this doesn't make sense to me and i think That's where this is all going. So it's not about predicting certain things. Yes, certain things you can see where it's going, but I think it's about getting the world united together in hearing the truth. And I think that's the deep state. That's their worst nightmare, is people understanding the truth.
0: Hmm. Beautiful. I do have one last question, if that's okay, Dave. And it's just another one for people struggle with, including me. Yeah, especially over the last year and a half and, and so many of the people that I interviewed was like, but uh, what, what's, as you could talk about the deep state, like what, are they sociopaths? Are they, is it to gain more money? Is it to gain more power? Like just wrapping my head around that, that notion that anybody could play this Agenda out with so many loss of life and destruction of life. I find that very difficult to believe as a human being that, that there could be such evil in the world.
1: I, it, it's funny you asked me this question because I, I was speaking to my father. He's in his 80s. And he asked me the exact same question. And the problem is when you study these individuals, they don't think like you and I. Actually, when they look at you and I, they don't see us at the same level. They don't see us at their level. They, they think of themselves as superior. They're superior beings. They're above everyone else. So when you think about it in this term, in, the, in these terms, they don't think of people as individuals that have rights, that have feelings. They think of people as like a herd and a herd needs to be controlled. If some of them have to die, so be it. It has to be that way. That's how they think. So you're, you're thinking and I'm thinking, well, I'm a good human being. I have my family, I have my children. I don't wanna hurt someone. I wanna get along with everyone. They don't think like that. They think in the way that Stalin thought, well, we don't like these people. They think in the way that Hitler thought because they're all the same. We, don't, You know what? Who cares what happens to these people? They think of us in a different way than everyone thinks. They think of us as a herd, a herd that they need to control, that they need to move from place to place, that need sometimes to be... Um, um, what's the word, word I'm talking about? Uh, where, where they need to remove a lot of the herd and culled. Culled, that's the word. Um, you have to cull a herd and, um, you know, make it a smaller herd. That's how they think of us. They don't think of, oh, the people and they want their rights and they're good people. And their whole entire mission is control and they want what they want. They don't care what happens, just like the private wasn't central bank. The private wasn't central bank. They have no, nothing to do with a country or group of people. It's all about control. They believe when you look at the hierarchy, they're on top. We're all below. So when you put, if you try to think like they do, and you try to understand how they're trying to think, you can really start to see what they want to do, because they don't care. They don't care if a thousand people die in an explosion. They could care less as long as they reach what they need to reach, their goal of control. And that's really what it is. They they really want to control the world. They don't want elected leaders. That's what this whole Great Reset is about. It's about non-elected people controlling the world, controlling what you do. This is why they want a vaccine passport. This is why they want a different currency, like central bank digital currency. They want to track. They want to censor. They want to shut you down if you don't obey. Think about it with a vaccine passport. Think about what's happening today. Um, if you don't have one, you can't go to the sporting event. If you don't have one, you can't go shopping. If you can't, if you don't have one, you can't go to dinner. You can't buy food. So. Get one and you can do those things. If they had their way, you would see a group of people that had their passports and the other group of people where they weren't, they don't care. They actually want those people to die off because those are the people that think for themselves. Those are the people that fight back. They don't want those people. They want the vaccinated people. They want the people that obey. They want the people that they can control. because if. I tell you to get a vaccine now, well, guess what? You're gonna need seven more boosters and you'll do it because I'm telling you to do it and I know these people will do it. That's what they want. The unvaccinated people, you think they're ever gonna get vaccinated? Never. The unvaccinated people will never listen to them. We'll always question them. We'll always fight back. We'll always say no. And those people, they do not want. Who are they censoring on social media? Are they censoring the people that agree with them? Or are they censoring the people that question them? There's your answer. They don't care about the people. They, they don't think the way everyday people think. They think of us completely different. I hope that scared you. Uh, no, no.
0: But, but there's more of
1: us than there are of them. That's the problem. That's, that's, and they don't want all of us waking up. They don't want us understanding what they truly want. And this is their biggest problem. Look what Macron just did. The people, there was like 114,000 people protesting. How come he's backing off on certain things? Why did he come out and say, okay, you know something? To go to the shopping centers, you won't need the health card anymore. You think the people are going to be satisfied with that? No. They're going to say, no, we don't want the health card. But look how he's backing off because the people are out there saying no. Actually, add another 100,000 people onto that group. You're going to see him back off even more because the people are their biggest fear. That's why we're waking everyone up. That's why we're out there putting out the information so people question it. This is what they're afraid of, that they don't want people all awake because they can't control them. So they only want the people that obey that's who they want in their world and the people that don't obey they don't care what happens to them
0: dave once again thank you so much for your time your knowledge your uh, detective skills and and, and yeah. your and your beautiful voice and i uh, just want to yeah, tell okay. you I, I love you brother and um, it's been a, a, a wonderful connection over the last uh, year or so. And, and I can't – when you first asked me to be on, on your report, I, was, I didn't actually know who you were. And I was like, oh, I've been invited by somebody in America to, to have a chat. And that was such a, um, a, a wonderful connection. And I'm so grateful that you reached out to, to have me on the spotlight. And, um, yeah, the, the people that you get on the spotlight uh, are amazing people and um i love listening to harley, uh, <laughs> harley? Yeah. harley's amazing yeah. and brian cates the other day and jordan yeah keep doing what you're doing mate and, and i love the financial reports too because it uh, gives me a lot of a lot of hope <laughs> not, that you, not that that's what you want <laughs> to probably do but um, yeah it's taught me a lot so thank you brother
1: oh thank you thank you very much
0: until we meet again keep going
1: Yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.